This is Chris Hogan, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Courier Hogan. Kylie Elmiller showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley, and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer fires to score. You're kidding me. By Dylan Ward. Gets topside wrap. Oh, scores. Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk on the Lacrosse Playground Podcast Network. Your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Adam Moore and Hutton Jackson. Welcome to another edition of Pro Lacrosse Talk. Today we have Chris Hogan on the podcast. Yes, that's two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Hogan. He played lacrosse at Penn State and is now joining the Premier Lacrosse League for the 2021 season. Chris, first off, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. No, absolutely. I mean, you just broke the news that you are going to be playing in the PLL this summer. Uh, Talk us through your decision to play professional lacrosse this summer. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I've had a long career in the NFL I've um, been playing 10 years 10 years longer than you know that I expected to play and um, you know I kind of come into towards the end of my career and um, obviously I've always been a big lacrosse fan and, and ever since Paul and these guys have created this the PLL um, it's been something that you know I've was very excited about just you know being a fan of the sport and just love watching lacrosse and getting the best players together to play, you know, tournament style play going all over the country, being on TV. It was like super exciting to me. And, you know, it was always, you know, in the back of my head, you know, when I went to play college lacrosse, you know, professional lacrosse was really never an option. You know, it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't very popular. um, Wasn't something that, you know, I really could do for a living. Um, And, you know, this, when this, you know, came about, I said, you know, this could be such a cool experience to, you know, not only play in the NFL, but, you know, maybe try to play in the PLO um, and, and be one of those two sport professional athletes. So um, something that, you know, I was very excited about and, and uh, you know, really pumped to, you know, really, you know, give this a shot and, you know, see if I can still compete with the, the best lacrosse players in the, in the world. How did people react when you said you know what I think I'm gonna hang up you know football for now and try lacrosse with the Premier Lacrosse League you know what were people's reactions to that uh, I mean like you know the, the people that I care about the most I mean my family I think they were pretty they were excited a little it's kind of like you know that bittersweet sort of thing I mean my, you know my family you know and the people that have supported me the most they've it's been such a wild ride you know this my entire career in the NFL um, you know, my parents came to every, you know, they would travel to Buffalo, they'd fly all over the country to watch me play. And my wife has, I've dragged her <laughs> everywhere. And <laughs> she's been, you know, obviously you know, my biggest supporter. And I think she was more happy that I wasn't going to be uh, getting hit as hard, <laughs> um, you know, in football. And, you know, I'm sure that it, she was pretty excited about that. But I think, you know, all in all, I think everyone was pretty excited for me to you know do something um something that I had such a passion for when you know mm-hmm. growing up and obviously I played lacrosse in college and everyone knew how much I loved the sport and mm-hmm. um you know they're they're excited everyone's pretty excited about the you know what's going forward and the future here of uh, pro lacrosse 
Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited to see you hit the field again. But uh, with our guests, we usually like to start uh, kind of talking about where their lacrosse journey began. Tell us kind of when you first picked up a stick. So I was I was a big baseball player. Okay. I was younger. Um, loved baseball. Hurt my shoulder when I was in eighth grade. And I just, you know, I tried being the DH and playing first base. I just couldn't do it. It was too boring for me. So I stopped playing baseball and I needed something to do in the springtime because I was, you know, one of those, you know, hyperactive kids that always needed to be doing something. And uh, my father actually played lacrosse when he was in high school and he had a stick in the garage, uh, you know, old stick. I, you know, was, I actually remember it was, uh, it was leather, you know, black head, white shaft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't, I don't even know if it had a brand name. To it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just picked it up and I started, you know, kind of fooling around with it. And I had a couple of friends that started playing lacrosse and, um, you know, took my dad out in the backyard, started throwing it around. I said, you know, this could be something that, I, you know, it could, could work at, it could be fun. And that's really, that's really where it started. And then uh, my first year of playing like organized lacrosse was in high school, my freshman year. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you, that obviously led you to Penn State to play lacrosse there. Uh, why'd you choose Penn State? And how difficult of a decision was it to choose lacrosse over football at that time? So the decision was pretty, was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I loved both sports, you know, equally as much. And I, and I still do. I would say, you know, for football, for me, I, I didn't have a ton of offers. Um, most of them were local. You know, could have went to Rutgers, a couple, you know, D1 AA, but like good football would have been really competitive. And then, you know, lacrosse, I was, it was a little bit more highly sought after. You know, I mm-hmm. you know, had a chance to play at, uh, you know, some really good schools. And I went and visited Penn State, took an official visit there, and it was over for me. I mean, they took me to uh, Ohio State, Penn State football game. Okay. <laughs> it, was it was a wrap. It was a wrap. I mean, I, I saw like, I saw the tailgate scene. I saw the, sta- you know, they took me to the stadium. It was over. I mean, I pretty much signed the next day. I mean, it was, I just, I fell in love with the school. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the, the lacrosse program was, it was exciting to me. It was, you know, up and coming, um, could have, you know, was trying to be a part of a program that was, you know, trying to become one of the, you know, the better programs in lacrosse and, you know, I thought, you know, it had, it was a unique opportunity to go there, play right away. You know, I played off, you know, started every year that I was there. You know, I, I really just, I fell in love with the school. And uh, it was a decision that was, it was tough for me to choose and, uh, foot, uh, lacrosse over football. But, you know, in, at the end of the day, I never, I'll never regret that decision of, of going to Penn State because it was such a great experience. Yeah. And, and I met and, my wife there and, yep. and all of that stuff. So. <laughs> and you can never, I did the same thing in college, so you can never say it was the wrong decision. Right. right. Um, yep. And and they have a pretty awesome setup. I mean, talk about the maturation of, of the Penn state program. You played for coach Teal, right. And then coach yep. Tambroni took over. Uh, yep. They have an awesome uh, setup, beautiful lacrosse specific stadium now. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had that one, you know, we were <laughs> fighting over uh, field time when I was there, but what Coach Tambroni has, and I've kept in touch with Coach Tambroni. I wish I got a chance to play for him because he's such an awesome guy, such an awesome coach. But what he's been able to do with that program is, is amazing. I mean, he's really turned Penn State, I think, into 
a lacrosse school and kids are now wanting to go to Penn state to play lacrosse. It's not just a football school. It'll always be, you know, a football town. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's the history of Penn state, but you know, the stadium that they've, that they built there is amazing. You know, I've had a chance to go there a few times and, you know, wish I had a chance to play <laughs> in a stadium like that, but um you know, it, it really is. It's incredible what he's been able to do. Um, he's bringing in such good talent and, and, you know, he's such a great recruiter. Um, you know, so I think Penn state's going to be one of those schools that's going to compete for national championships every single year. Uh, you know, as long as he's there. Well, let's talk kind of a little bit to your transition back to football, you know, instead of using that fifth year of eligibility uh, to stick it with lacrosse, you decided uh, to take on football again. When yeah. did you make that decision and kind of what drew you to Monmouth? So it was, it was in the fall um, of my senior year at uh, Penn State. And, you know, I was on pace to graduate, um, you know, kind of was in that like that weird, you know, transition phase where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after college. Um, and the idea was brought to me to, I knew I had that extra year of eligibility. Yep. And the idea was brought to my attention to maybe try to play football. And like, it, it was a no brainer. I mean, I like after I, it, I got that idea in my head, I, I ran with it completely. So I started this whole process of, you know, gathering old high school tape, reaching out to my high school coach, pretty much anyone that could help me try to get, yeah. you know, get this done. And um, it was just really exciting for me. You know, my senior year was, you know, a lot of fun at Penn State. And, you know, if I had come back another year, I would have had a chance to play for Coach Tambroni. But, um, you know, I kind of made it up in my head. And, and once I kind of set my my goals on playing football for my fifth year, that I was it was it. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And it was a long process. And, uh, you know, inevitably ended up at Monmouth, which was great because it was, you know, an hour away from, you know, where I grew up. Sure. And, um, you know, they were just, they ended up being the school that it kind of worked out. I mean, NCAA transitions and, and moving from, you know, one school to another was kind of a pain and you had to work around some things, but they, they were great. I mean, the coaching staff over there helped me, um, a ton to, you know, kind of navigate through that whole process and, um, you know, and, and that's, that's where the football journey started. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's get into that football journey. When did you decide to go all in and make the NFL dream a reality? So towards the end of that year, um, I had a few of my friends, um, you know, one of my, one of my good friends, Tommy uh, Otiano, he was um, going to try, you know, playing in the NFL and training for the NFL. And, uh, you know, they were like, oh, you, you know, you should, you should do this. You should train. And I was like, guys, I played a year of football. And, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, when I was 24, I was a, a way of delaying going into the real world. So, right. And so I told my parents and, you know, my dad, and my mom were like, you know, they were um, super supportive of everything that I ever wanted to do. And they said, go for it. So I reached out um, to a agent who actually, you know, I went to school with his, his kids. He had a couple, he was from my hometown. He had a couple of guys in the league and, you know, told them what I wanted to do. And 
you know, he said, go for it. So I went back to the guy, uh, the guy that I trained with in high school, um, you know, started that whole combine process really didn't have, didn't know what the future held, you know, cause mm-hmm. it was, it was a, it was a weird year cause it was during the lockout. So, um, you know, didn't really know what was going to happen, but, you know, I just kind of, I went all in on it. I mean, I started training as hard as I could for, you know, really just all of the different drills and the, and the combine specific stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. 40, you know, the, the, the shuttle, everything. So that, you know, if I did get a chance to go to a pro day, you know, I'd, I'd put my, the best version of Chris Hogan that I could out there and, and see if someone would take notice. And, um, you know, that, you know, it was a long, long process, but I mean, you know, got into uh, Fordham's pro day and was able to turn some heads. And that's kind of, you know, where the whole NFL, you know, journey started, um, you know, was able to, you know, really put up good numbers at Fordham's pro day um, and caught the attention of a few scouts that were there. And um, that's kind of where, that's where that started. Yeah, no, that's great. And kind of dive into kind of, pushing through to achieve that dream a little deeper. You know, a lot of people know your time with the Pats, right? But not necessarily unless they watched uh, uh, Hard Knocks and, and Reggie Bush calling you 7-Eleven, right? Uh, uh, that time as a practice squad guy and a special teams guy, you know, yeah. talk about that grind making an active roster. It was, um, it was tough. I mean, you know, my, my first experience was in San Francisco. Um, you know, went out there and didn't, had no idea what I was doing. You know, I had worked out like people didn't know if I wanted to play safety or play receiver. I went out to San Francisco and started playing receiver. But it was such a there was so much for me to take in. I hadn't played that much football. And then to go and try to compete with the best football players in the world, it was like, you know, a whirlwind of information and and learning for me. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I ended up getting cut after camp in San Francisco. It was the first time I ever got cut in my life from anything and it was it, it was an interesting experience sure. um but one of those things that like you know sparked that hu- humongous bonfire in me that mm. was like I got a taste of this and I knew I could do it and so I just went back to training and I waited for the next opportunity and my next opportunity was in Miami and you know got the whole hard knocks thing had a you know great camp made a practice squad which really was my goal at the time and um got cut again and you know that one that one stung a little bit but like for me you know i i just i had this i had this goal in mind i knew that i could do this i knew that i could play with these guys and you know i wasn't gonna let being cut, you know, I've been cut four times. Um, I wasn't going to let that stop me in the way of trying to achieve this. And I remember I got cut from Miami, was pretty much in my feelings for about 24 hours and got my car, packed my stuff and was training, you know, 48 hours later, you know, trying to wait for that next opportunity because I had, you know, this, this passion, this chip that I just wanted to play. And, uh, you know, ended up getting another opportunity in Buffalo and was on the practice squad uh, for most of the year. And then, um, you know, every single year it was special teams. And I played a little bit of receiver, 
and I was a third receiver, and then I was starting, and then, you know, it was, it was a grind, you know, living in extended stay hotels, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not, you know, not really knowing, you know, what, you know, my future, what, you know, what was going to happen, but, um, you know, I just, I put everything, I didn't have a plan B, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my plan B was to keep trying. And I put everything I had into, you know, making an NFL roster and, you know, very, very thankful and very grateful that, you know, that it all worked out. And, um, you know, when I first made that 53 man roster is best feeling that I've ever had in my life. Um, But, you know, I didn't want to stop there. You know, I I always wanted to continue to kind of improve. And like I said, I hadn't played a lot of football. So like every single year, you know, I was just, soaking up information and just learning how to be a better football player, whether it's special teams or playing receiver. I mean, I'd ask people questions at nauseum, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the way that I, that's the way that I was able to stick around and, you know, just took advantage of every opportunity that I had. No, that's great. And then you eventually got an opportunity with uh, coach Belichick and the Patriots uh, coach Belichick's known big lacrosse fan, Big Hopkins supporter. Did you talk about lacrosse, you know, prior to making that team or while you were on the team? Yeah. So when I first went up there, when I was a uh, restricted free agent, uh, I took a visit up there. Yep. And, you know, I remember going to visit with, you know, going to talk to Coach Belichick. And, you know, I probably you know, was sweating from the minute I started <laughs> up knowing that this was going to happen. But it was cool. I mean, I walked into his office and, you know, the first thing you see is a Hopkins lacrosse yep. helmet and, and, a, and a stick and, um, you know, obviously we talked about, you know, coming to play for the Patriots and, you know, you know, what, you know, my role would be and whatnot, but we also talked across and, um, you know, we did that from time to time, you know, most of the time during the season, it was strictly 24 seven football, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was cool. We had, you know, his, his son, I played against his son, Steve at Rutgers, um, you know, he loves lacrosse. You know, it was cool seeing Coach Petro come up a couple of times a year. You know, he'd always come to a game and, um, you know, I you know, got to, you know, talk to him a little bit. And, um, you know, he, he loves the sport and, and uh, you know, it's such a, a great thing, I think, for the sport of lacrosse to have a guy like that to, you know, kind of be in the corner. Like, this is such an incredible sport. You know, this is one of the best football coaches that's ever coached in the NFL and in the history of the NFL and he loves lacrosse you know that's I think that's awesome and I think it's it's great for the sport for sure and the uh the Big Ten Hopkins joined the Big Ten for lacrosse during your time there any uh any talk of, of that rivalry especially with his son right at, at Rutgers Tons. Tons. <laughs> I as long as we were winning in New England, I yeah. always, I had, <laughs> I, you know, I always, you know, would have a little chirpy in the hallway. Oh, sure. you know, Blue Jays are playing Penn State this weekend. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it was cool, you know, especially, you know, just going to lacrosse, you know, for that Big Ten to have Hopkins added. I mean, Maryland, Penn State, Hopkins, Rutgers, Ohio State, I mean, gotta be you know now one of the best leagues in lacrosse it's it's just so so competitive um but it's awesome i love love watching you know that that big 10 tournament every year now it's it's a lot of good players yeah absolutely and uh kind of combining uh uh your time with the pats and lacrosse again you know the lacrosse community went nuts right when on sunday night football you went chris hogan penn state lacrosse talk about kind of the thought process of making that your intro and, and hearing from the community. 
I honestly didn't put that much thought into it. It was like, you know, you see, you're growing up, you see all these guys make these intros, like they say they're high school or they're middle school or, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, whatever they really wanted to. And uh, I just thought it was a cool opportunity for me to be like, yeah, like I played four years of lacrosse. Like if you guys don't know that now you do. And <laughs> it was a cool way for me to kind of give back to Penn state, you know, for mm-hmm. where I started um and kind of bring more attention to the sport um so that was like it was like a no-brainer for me and I love the fact that it kind of like took off and exploded and you know it, but it was that was cool that was really that was my goal you know to kind of be like wait what like Penn State lacrosse like what what is this you know and then people kind of found out more about the story and mm-hmm. you know, more about lacrosse probably so that was um it was a cool opportunity for me to shed some light on the sport and, you know, where, you know, where I came from. Yeah, certainly an effective way to, to grow the game a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, everyone was saying, you know, did you know Chris Hogan played lacrosse? Now people can say, did you know Chris Hogan plays lacrosse? <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> Let's talk about, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about your two Super Bowls with the Pats. You made it to three. Um, talk about, you know, going to three straight, and winning those two and what was so special about those teams in Foxborough? First of all, playing Super Bowl is like never in my wildest dreams would I ever have imagined playing in one, let alone three mm-hmm. Super Bowls. And, you know, just to talk about the team that we had there, it, you know, that team was by far, and I've, it, this is going back to, you know, some of the teams that I played on even when I was, you know, a younger kid that team was incredible. You know, everyone on that team from top to bottom just wanted to win football games and they wanted to kind of, there was no, there was no me guys. There was no selfishness. There was just do whatever we could to win football games. And the NFL is tough. I mean, it's tough to win football games, the NFL. And mm-hmm. it certainly was, you know, those three years that we made it all the way to the Super Bowl. you know, it was, it's a grind. Um, you know, and there's tons of ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And, you know, dealing with adversity, I think, is a big thing in the NFL. You know, dealing with losses and, you know, going on the road and, and winning games on the road. And, um, you know, that team that we had in that locker room, there wasn't too much changeover. We had, you know, some some guys come and go throughout those three years. But for the majority, you know, we kind of had an a awesome core group of guys that, you know, I was with me when I was there for those three years that just wanted to do whatever we could to, to win football games. And it was pretty special being a part of those teams. And, um, you know, obviously in 16, the way that we won that football game was something that obviously I'll be, will be playing on replay in my house when I'm completely (laughs) done with sports. And so my kids will be able to watch it at nauseum (laughs) and, uh, you know, that, that game was just, was something else. You know, yeah. being a part of, that was one of the best games I've ever been a part of. Um, obviously the way that we came back and, mm-hmm. you know, but that kind of goes back to what I was saying. That team just had that fight and, um, you know, we never quit on anything. Uh, we, we believed in each other. We believed in what we were doing. And like in 16, it was just like, all right, listen, we played the worst half of football that we played all year. Like got to dig deep this is the last game of the year and we just got to believe in each other and go out there and try to make some plays. And 
Yeah, we had a pretty good quarterback. Um, <laughs> that helps. But, you know, we had, uh, you know, the guys around him and, and on the defensive side of things, like, you know, we just, we believed in each other. And we just had to, you know, grind it out for another 30 minutes. And you know, we were able to come back and do that one. And um, the following year, you know, losing in a Super Bowl is, it's pretty brutal getting, getting to that final game. But, um, you know, all of my experiences in the Super Bowl were awesome. You know, I was able to bring my family along for all these things and, you know, have them experience, you know, these things and going to Super Bowls and being a part of that, you know, being a part of two parades in Boston. You know, these are things that, like, will be forever ingrained in my head. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, these core memories that I'll never forget that I was able to experience myself, but also let everyone that's supported me over the years, you know, really live out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these are things, you know, I got to bring my kids on, you know, parade, you know, one of the parades and, um, you know, it's cool to have pictures of them. Like, I mean, they were two, they won't remember, <laughs> but you know, pictures of them with the Lombardi trophy, like things like that, you yeah. know, it's just really special. Um, so playing in New England was, you know, such a, you know, incredible time in my career. And, you know, these, these things that, you know, you'll never forget. You know, and you, you mentioned the pretty good quarterback that you had <laughs> uh, during your time in Foxborough. Uh, just saw Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl along with one of your other former teammates, Rob Gronkowski, with the Buccaneers. Talk about playing with Brady, and what were your thoughts on him winning his seventh title? I mean, never doubted that guy for a second, <laughs> you know, first of all. And, um, you know, everyone's always asking, you know, who's going to win? You know, who's going to – he's going to win, like, all throughout the playoffs. I'm like, <laughs> like, one thing I know, like, I'll never bet against that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, talking about playing with him, you know, when I first met him, um, super nervous, obviously, you know, this is Tom Brady. I've never met him before. Walked up to me like he was just nothing, shook my hand, knew exactly who I was. And I was like, uh, I was, I had no words, you know, and he started asking me questions about football. I'm like, you know, this is just a, it's just a guy, man. He's just one of our teammates. He just, and, um, yeah, I learned so much from him. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate to, uh, share a locker right next to him for three years and pick his brain, you know, a ton about football and, and just the way that he would watch film and, and take care of his body and do different things. And, you know, he taught me a lot, um, certainly prolonged my career, um, it, it, not, not just like my football knowledge, but just in the way that I started taking care, doing different things to take care of my body so that, you know, I didn't think I was going to have a 19-year a career, but it definitely helped me get to that 10-year mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so playing, playing with Tom was, was awesome. It was such a cool experience. I bet. Um, and let's kind of transition back to the lacrosse a little bit. Obviously, from a 10-year career in the NFL, there's a lot of intangibles that you really can translate back to the lacrosse field. Um, but we're just curious, how have you kind of trained and, and differed your training potentially for this upcoming lacrosse season? Yeah, so like like you said, there's there's so much intangibles for like, especially the position that I play. Yep. Receiver, you know, um, I haven't changed my training 
really all that much. The, I mean, the biggest thing that I've changed is I have a stick in my hands now in the sure. morning when I'm training. And that's something that I haven't done in a while. So I hit the wall, you know, just for an hour, you know, in the morning and just really getting used to just having the stick in my hands again, you know, throwing, catching, doing all these things that, you know, that I haven't done in, in a while. Sure. And, you know, all the, the intangibles like route running, you know, conditioning, eye-hand coordination, like all that stuff is such a huge carryover. Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, route running is just as going one-on-one with someone in front of me. You know, the only difference is, you know, they'll have a pole, you know, that's yep. trying to, you know, take the ball away from me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of stuff that, you know, that I'm so, I'm, I'm grateful that I played receiver because there's such huge carryover. And then, you know, I think it's the biggest thing for me is just really just getting back used to, you know, playing lacrosse mm-hmm. and, you know, running, shooting, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I've been, ever since I kind of started this, this whole idea of wanting to play in the PLL, the first thing I did was buy a bucket of balls, got a stick and I'm just shooting, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of taking the time to really get back into, you know, like for me, it's, it's like, oh, like, it's like riding a bike, you know, you go back, but it's not like, you got to take the time to really like, critique yourself and how like you know how I'm shooting my hand placement all these different things and I'm just kind of getting back into that and um you know just going to continue to do that every single day and until it's like second nature to me and um you know hopefully I'll be able to compete with these guys no absolutely and then you sign with Epic Lacrosse as your official equipment provider why Epic you know what drew you to sign with Epic uh I mean (laughs) Their, their whole platform is, is awesome. I mean, I loved um, everything about the company. Um, you know, my business partner, Tom, you know, kind of brought this to me. And, you know, we really weren't sure, like, this is new. This was all new to us. And when I was playing, it was, you know, Warrior and SDX. And that was, like, the only thing that was available. And, you know, I got a chance to, you know, use an you know, Epic, you know, lacrosse stick and, you know, wear their gear and, you know, it's top of the line stuff. I mean, they're doing some stuff like technology wise that, you know, people, you know, aren't doing. I think this is kind of like where the lacrosse world is kind of trending towards and how they're doing things. And, you know, it was just exciting for me to be a part of that. Um, You know, it's a, it's a very unique opportunity for me. Um, you know, coming from NFL to now playing lacrosse and, and being a part of Epic. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to that, this partnership that we have. And, um, you know, I think there's, you know, we can do a lot of really cool things together. No, absolutely. And you mentioned your business ventures a little bit. Um, talk about today's business and kind of how you started that with Tom and what your vision is for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tommy, like I said, Tommy was, you know, he's, he's one of my best friends and, um, you know, we, we started this whole thing of trying to play in the NFL and, um, you know, he had a couple of opportunities and wasn't able to, you know, turn it into a career, but he took all his passions and, and all his drive and everything. And he turned it into today's business mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, you know, I've seen him from, you know, when he started, you know, upstairs at his dad's restaurant to, you know, his 10,000 square foot office that he has with, you know, God knows how many employees he says. And it's been such a, it's, 
as cool as it has been for, for him to watch me do what I've been doing in my journey, it's been equally as cool to watch one of your good friends kind of create and be successful and, you know, as an entrepreneur and a startup and what he's been able to do. And he's been behind me every step of the way, helping me with off the field things, social media, different partnerships that we've had throughout the years. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him and his company and, um, you know, we're all, you know, together, we're kind of tackling this, this, the PLL and, um, you know, we're going to be able to bring over and uh, some of the sponsorships that you know, we already have. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a really cool opportunity. I know we're really both excited about it. No, certainly looking forward to, to seeing how that unfolds in the PLL this summer. Uh, now we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into our five and five segment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode is sponsored by Ducan Supply Co. Ducan is a men's body care brand that features an array of military-inspired products from their signature big-ass bar of soap to their bourbon-infused beard oil. I personally use their big bourbon beard oil that is made with a hint of buffalo trace. I like the oak barrel scent that it gives off, and it makes me feel good about my beard, even if it's not as nice as the one that Adam's sporting these days. As an Army Reservist, I also love that they donate a portion of their proceeds to U.S. veterans. So go ahead and check out Ducanon, use our code LAX10 to receive 10% off your order, and find your own signature scent. Welcome back to Pro Lacrosse Talk on the Lacrosse Playground Podcast Network. All right, so welcome back. Let's go into our five and five now, Chris. Um, So our five and five, pretty much I'll ask you five lacrosse questions. Adam will ask you five off the field questions, but the first one I have for you are what are some pregame routines that you have and how have they varied from your lacrosse days to football days? When I was little, I used to be, you know, I need to do the exact same thing at the exact same time, wear the same socks. And I've, I've kind of trended away from that because it started to drive me a little insane, but <laughs> uh, there is one thing that I always do. And it, it's usually I do it on the bus ride over or, you know, in the car before I go to the stadium, I always play a game of solitaire. Uh, I try to get under two minutes. If I, you know, if I get under two minutes, I'm, I'm pretty happy walking into the game. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, stick to, you know, kind of eat the same things, um, you know, drink the same things. Uh, I'm not really affecting my, you know, doing, putting different things in my body every mm-hmm. single, you know, every single week, because that's such mm-hmm. a huge part of, I think playing sports is, is nutrition. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just eating the same things and playing a game of solitaire. Awesome. I like that the little solitaire. That's very <laughs> unique for, for what we've heard. And, you know, we've heard a bunch of things from, you know, crazy routines going driving the same way to the stadium to, you know, <laughs> simple things like that. Yeah. What has been your favorite venue to play football or lacrosse at? Gillette stadium is, is amazing uh play football um honestly the the AFC championship game that we played in Kansas City was hands down you know one of the best stadiums I played in super loud um I mean you couldn't even hear yourself in the huddle you know when we were playing there at that in that game which is really cool 
Buffalo, you know, again, it's one of those places that that stadium is packed no matter what the weather is. And it gets loud. And that was a really fun place to play. I never really got a chance to play in like really cool stadiums when I was playing lacrosse. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, you know, we didn't even have a home stadium really at Penn State. Mm-hmm. We kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, you know, we got a chance to go down uh, my senior year and play Duke. Um, and they had, you know, their own, you know, stadium and they had tons of fans. And, you know, that, that was really cool. I know a lot of like, you know, the guys and when we were there, we thought that was, such a, that was a really fun experience, um, you know, to be, you know, play at like a lacrosse school like that. And um, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, Haluba Hall was probably a tough uh, <laughs> place for opponents to come into. I, re- I remember I went to uh, Penn State lacrosse camp. I think I was, I'm like four years younger than you. So my sophomore year with Pat Heim and, and Drew Adams yeah. and all those yeah. guys. And uh, yeah. yeah, if you didn't, I was a goalie. So if you couldn't see a ball outside, you weren't going to see it in Haluba Hall. No, it was tough, man. That was such a huge advantage for us. We played yeah. with the orange ball. And I mean, yep. we played our first six games in Haluba Hall because yep. – our fields would be covered in snow. Yep. <laughs> kind of follow up to that. Are there any particular places? Again, we don't know the the tour dates and tour locations for the PLL, but any particular stadiums that you saw them go to in year one that you maybe want to play at? I mean, it'd be definitely would be cool to play a different sport at Gillette Stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of you know where my career kind of took off, and you know, going back there and getting a chance to play, actually, you know, play lacrosse and not football. I mean, that's something that I could be pretty excited about. Absolutely. Uh, number three, what teammates did you kind of change their minds about their perception of lacrosse when you were, you know, either playing for the Pats or any of your other organizations? Uh, you know, did people, when they heard the Penn State lacrosse thing, did you kind of change their minds in terms of what a lacrosse player is? It's one of those things is like, you know, when all these guys, they think of lacrosse and they didn't grow up with it, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the guys on the West Coast didn't grow up with lacrosse. They didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even guys in the Midwest or even on the East Coast, some of these guys just didn't grow up with the sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was my, my second year, I brought some lacrosse sticks into the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, uh, there were a couple of guys on the team that I played. So, you know, we, you know, toss around or whatever. And, you know, I remember a couple of guys that never picked up a stick before, like, oh, this is going to be easy. And it's like balls going all over the place. <laughs> oh, we're worried about breaking lights and taking lockers down. It's like I'd, I would have hoped that, you know, kind of seeing, you know, that this is not just something that you can pick up and do. You know, this is – it takes a, a tremendous amount of skill just to pick up a lacrosse stick and throw it and then to actually – physically get out there and play the sport you know there's more to it and um you know i wouldn't say i got into any heated arguments but uh all those baseball guys i'd say that the real athletes played lacrosse and then they couldn't do that they played baseball so that was that was my biggest argument in there (laughs) love it love it uh number four is there a team in particular that you're hoping to join or any players that you're hoping to play with. I mean, we know we have some Penn state guys like Grant Amon who just came out and played with the archers um, and a few other guys from Penn state. Uh, Are there any that you're looking forward to play with or any teams particularly that you're hoping to play for? Honestly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to get Mm -hmm. out here and play with these guys. I mean, I have 
uh, a tremendous uphill battle here that, you know, I have to tackle, you know, day by day and getting back into playing the sport. You know, these are these guys. I mean, the skill level of these guys today is is amazing. I mean, I love watching the sport now. And, you know, I think just having the opportunity to play on whatever team it is, if I get that chance, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it would be cool, you know, to play with with Grant. I mean, he's, you know, 10, 11 years younger than I am <laughs> or, you know, um, you know, playing with a couple of Penn Staters would be cool. Um, you know, I know a couple of guys that, that are still playing. So yeah, Drew Adams, you know, also on the archers. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd actually like to go against Drew, you know, since there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so many battles, you know, in the fall, um, cause he's just one of those goalies, man. He's incredible. You know, I, I loved playing with Drew. He was just unreal in the cage, you know, the stuff that he used to, you know, still does, but, um, yeah, I'd rather go against Drew so we can have that kind of banter back and there forth. We go. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's really just the opportunity to play, you know, get a chance to play with these guys. And, and, uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. No, absolutely. And then my final lacrosse question is, what is your current stick setup? You know, we mentioned that you are an epic athlete, um, but what are you currently rocking and how has it kind of differed from your college days? So I'm using the Dragonfly shaft and the Z1 head. It's like a feather compared to what I used to play with you know, back in the day. I mean, I remember you know, when I first picked up uh, the stick that Epic sent me, the, the shaft and the head, I was like, this is like, this can't be real. Like this, <laughs> I feel like I could break this thing. The technology that they have, you know, to be able to create a shaft like that is amazing. And I remember my stick not being this light when I played in college, you know, I mean, you know, I had the basic, you know, I think we were, we were STX at Penn State. So, um, you know, it was, you know, aluminum shaft, proton, proton power. I actually used to, I used to find the old protons. I used to warp the head a little bit. You know, that's <laughs> what I used to do um but uh you know the it's cool to see kind of how the equipment has changed so much and how much technology that they're putting into the equipment now because you know you used to go through lacrosse games in college and break two or three shafts and mm-hmm. having to like change these things and it's like I, you just don't see that nowadays mm-hmm. and um you know i think that's kind of you know like epic's doing and that that the technology, the time they're investing into the shafts and the heads so that doesn't happen and to make it lighter. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's really cool. No, absolutely. You know, it's kind of cool to see the evolution of lacrosse equipment, you know, going forward and where the future is headed. Awesome. I'll take the, the off the field question. So uh, number one, uh, you're on the field a lot, but when you're not, what are some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing? So love cooking, um, I mean, number one is probably just family time. You know, I, I spent 10 years being a virtual dad, you know, or, you know, I, my kids are now going to, they're going to be, my twins are going to be four in March and my youngest one I've been around since she was born. But, you know, for the early years of my twins, you know, I did a lot of FaceTime. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I really just enjoy spending time with my family. Um, you know, we do a ton together. We go to the Jersey Shore um, you know, we're always outside, you know, I got two great Danes, you know, we're taking, my wife and I are taking them on hikes all the time. I recently just picked up uh, tennis. So that's a, uh, that's a little date day thing that me and my wife are doing. So you know, we couldn't just pick something that we couldn't 
not compete in. Yeah, so right. like we're, <laughs> we're uh, competing with each other, you know, constantly. She was a, you know, lacrosse uh, college athlete as well. And, you know, like she used to tell me that she's the only all American in the family. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. She's got that one on me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we you know we just you know love snowboarding. Um, you know, we just spent you know just got the kids on skis last weekend for the first mm-hmm. time. So we're we're always doing stuff. You know, love being active. Um, golf is probably my, one of my favorite things to do in the summer and uh, when it gets nice out. So you know, anything outdoors and anything active. There we go. You mentioned uh, the Jersey Shore. I'm curious if this will be your answer. Favorite spot to go on vacation is it? Is it the Jersey Shore? It's the Jersey Shore is fun, <laughs> but uh, I mean, my favorite spot is Turks and Caicos. It's okay. My wife had been there a few times. Uh, no kids. We have a no kids policy right now on vacation. Try to get a little long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little. It's a little crazy in our household, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we uh, if it's not Turks and going down the shore, you know, my whole family comes down there and. You know, it's a blast. We have a lot of fun. What what part of the the shore? I'm in Brick, so really close to like Manasquan area. Yeah, um, we're right in the middle. Gotcha. gotcha. Yep. Cool. Good spot. Yeah. yeah awesome. Love it. Uh, you mentioned you also uh, enjoy cooking. We're always curious. Favorite meal? You mentioned you like to cook, so prefer to dine in or cook? We're cooking all the time. Um, we we my favorite meal to make. You know, I make I make some pretty good uh, sriracha honey sriracha chicken meatballs. I make okay. some, I I abuse my air fryer uh, <laughs> that I have now, um, but we love to cook. Uh, Ash and I cook all the time, and you know we're you know at, we do pizza nights with the kids, and they help us cook and do different things like that. So if we have the if we have the chance, you know we're gonna we're gonna cook at home instead of dining. Yeah, go. I just got an air fryer and uh, changed my life. Like, I, I can't, can't believe, like, it's just like a normal fryer, but it, it's like five seconds, you know, put the fries in and yeah, they're good to great. go. Uh, number four. So favorite uh, current professional athlete to watch any sport? Tom Brady. I mean, not that I just got a chance to play with him, but getting the chance to watch him go to a different team and, and uh, you know, do something different that he hasn't done in the last, you know, 18 years. Um, you know, I was, it was pretty exciting for, you know, for me to watch him and kind of go on that, that whole journey that mm-hmm. he did and, you know, to cap it off with a seventh Super Bowl title is, was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> yeah, <right>? not <laughs> uh, and my last off the field question, you know, some, a lot of us have been cooped up with quarantine and whatnot over, over this time period. And so a lot of people have been binge watching shows or reading a lot podcasts, any, any recommendations for, for our listeners? I mean, I've watched, watched every single show, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I read um, John Gordon um, is a, is a great, a guy that, uh, you know, I forget how I was introduced to him, mm-hmm. um, but I read a couple of his books and they're, you know, easy reads and just so relatable for athletes and just overall, I mean, positive thinking mm-hmm. in, in life and um, really enjoyed those books. Um, specifically, The Energy Bus is a really good one. Yep. Um, and then uh, there's also a book, it's uh, by Jesse Itzler, uh, he's a hundred mile man. Um, you know, he's got this book, you know, called, you know, Living with a Marine. Uh, David Goggins, you ever heard of David yep. Goggins? 
can't hurt yeah, me. So it's, it's, you know, he's got this whole, you know, I, I had a chance of meeting him a few years ago and was just like blown away by his whole story. And he's a, yeah. just a big entrepreneur. Um, he's one of those ultra marathon runners, but another, you know, guy that's just like super positivity and, yep. you know, fun to listen to. I mean, he's on tons of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, man, his his Instagram is intense with his stay hard videos, man. I, oh, yeah. they, they could they could make anyone run through a wall. <laughs> yeah. That wraps up our five and five. Uh, we always like to end on one final question, though, Chris, and that's what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play a sport professionally? For me, it's you know no goal is too big or too small. Um, you know, if you have dreams and aspirations to try to play professional sports, put all your effort. And, you know, all your goals, everything that you're doing towards doing that and play every sport that you can. Mm -hmm. That's my, you know, I know like that's a big topic now is, you know, specializing in sports. And, you know, for me, I learned so much from every single sport that I played and, and got so much invaluable, you know, information and knowledge from playing lacrosse, playing baseball, playing basketball, playing football, being able to be around different people and learn different things. And, you know, being able to take that, you know, throughout your life, I think is such like, such an incredible thing, you know, to experience. Um, and just know that, you know, once you get to a certain level, you know, you're going to have to make sacrifices. And to get to that, the ultimate goal of playing professional sports you know, there are going to be a lot of sacrifices that you're going to have to make. You know, you're going to have to choose to go work out instead of going and partying with your friends or, you know, you're going to you know stay at the gym, do some extra work or, you know, work on your game, you know, constantly just to get to, you know, whatever your, your goals are, you know, whatever professional sport that you're playing and just know it just takes a lot of hard work and it's tough, but you know, if you believe in yourself and you surround yourself with a lot of people that believe in you, which was something that I had to, you know, that I had in my corner, um, you know, I think that's, that's such a, a great thing to have, you know, and create that circle of people that just will support you in, in whatever you're doing. I love that. And, you know, as a multi-sport athlete yourself, I think, you know, telling people to play different sports, and we get that a lot from a lot of professional athletes. And I think it's so important, you know, to vary your skill set. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously doing it at such a high level in both the NFL and now the PLL. So we're certainly looking forward to uh, your next step in this journey and best of luck, you know, training for this upcoming season. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is sponsored by Ducan Supply Co. Ducan is a men's body care brand that features an array of military-inspired products from their signature big-ass bar of soap to their bourbon-infused beard oil. I personally use their big bourbon beard oil that's made with a hint of buffalo trace. 
I like the oak barrel scent that it gives off, and it makes me feel good about my beard, even if it's not as nice as the one that Adam's sporting these days. As an Army Reservist, I also love that they donate a portion of their proceeds to U.S. veterans. So go ahead and check out Duke Cannon, use our code LAX10 to receive 10% off your order, and find your own signature scent. 